0: Hello and welcome to the Flow Radiance podcast, a corner of the internet that exists to guide and nourish your mind, heart, body and soul, and help you rediscover your innate feminine power and radiance. I'm Karen, and my aim through these podcasts is to be a guide and to help you in two main areas, intentional stillness, giving you time and space in this crazy chaotic world where you're able to quieten the noise and restore your mental and emotional well being, and become more receptive to your own wisdom and intuition. And secondly, embodiment. I want to help you reconnect with and love your body so that you can nourish yourself back to wellness and vitality, and reclaim your joy and wholeness by prioritizing pleasure and practicing radical self care. If you like what you hear, please do leave a review and share this with your friends. I would also absolutely love to hear from you and converse with you. So the best place to find me is on Instagram at FlowRadiance. That's at F-L-O-W-R-A-D-I-A-N-C-E. Sending you love and radiance to wherever you are in the world right now. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode three. I hope you all enjoyed the previous episode's guided meditation. If you haven't checked it out yet, go and have a listen and indulge in taking some time to bask in a blissful and healing visualization. So today, I want to talk about the second main focus of this podcast, which is embodiment. A big part of what I want to share with you all is this idea of reconnecting with and learning or relearning to love our bodies. Learning how to nourish ourselves back to wellness, vitality and radiance by prioritizing pleasure and practicing radical self-care. I touched on the subject of radical self-care on my most recent Instagram post. I had been thinking about this subject a lot lately, given the current situation we are in. This episode is airing at the end of August of 2020, and we are still in the midst of a global pandemic and a whole host of other challenging political and social issues. A friend of mine had recently shared an article entitled, Your search capacity is depleted. It's why you feel awful with the subtitle, Here's How to Pull Yourself Out of Despair and Live Your Life. And there have been many similar articles written and shared about the challenging, unprecedented times that we are living and the chronic stress which we are all under. So there really never has been a more important time to practice radical self-care. And this pandemic has starkly revealed the ways of living that do not serve us. I had this topic on my mind for a few days, and following one morning of particularly inspired journaling, I felt called to write a post, which I'll share with you now. Over the past month of my menstrual cycle, I have been very intentional in my practice of self-care, which includes simple things like daily journaling, morning walks in nature, meditation, moving my body and prioritizing pleasure. This is a big one. The result of my intentional radical self-care over the past month, I feel way more resourced and genuinely joyful in my life as it is now, pandemic and all. Self-care is not just bubble baths and facials. That's rookie stuff. Radical self-care goes against the grain of what society tells us, especially women, that our role is to please and serve other people and that our own needs and desires come last. Radical self-care flips that around and means that you are filling your own metaphorical cup first so that you have the resources and energy to give to those you care about. You are giving from a place of overflow instead of from an empty tank. And pleasure is the antidote life's stresses and burdens. Pleasure is the balm that soothes our soul. Pleasure can be found in all the small ways you make any moment special for yourself, because you love yourself. It can mean making the effort to sit on the balcony to slowly sip your coffee, just because it's sunny out. Or it can mean stopping to really notice and appreciate life around you, the birds as they fly from branch to branch, noticing how they are always in pairs, noticing their various calls to one another, the little things that we take for granted or speed through life too fast to notice. Now, this wasn't always how I approached life. I used to be much more reactive, blown about by situations and things that happened to me. But intentional living and radical self-care has been a huge area of growth for me over the last five years or so. And I've put a lot of work into laying down this strong foundation that has sustained me throughout the pandemic, which is why I don't really identify with many of these doom and gloom articles. Yes, it's been a challenging time of upheaval, Yes, I have been stressed and anxious at times, but not to the point of overwhelm and despair. Even in the darkest times, I have been able to come back to my foundation. And embodiment is a huge part of that foundation of self-care. So, what is embodiment? Embodiment is simply the state of being in your body, being present and connected to your body. There are many reasons why we want to practice being more connected with our bodies and also many reasons why this actually needs to be a practice in the first place. Society, and Western culture in particular, has disconnected us women from our bodies. We are taught from a young age that our bodies are not to be trusted, but instead are things to be controlled and subdued whether that looks like conforming to a certain idealized beauty standard or denying our bodies the right to pleasure guilt-free. And secondly, that our minds are more important and separate from our bodies. This whole mind over matter ideology, using mental willpower to override and even ignore the body's needs. Some of this comes from ancient and outdated, patriarchal ideas, philosophies, and religion. For example, the idea that women's bodies are temptations and not to be trusted, that they are there for certain purposes, like childbearing, and that pleasure is evil and to be denied. And some of this stems from more modern day thinking that upholds mental prowess and intelligence above all, and the idea that in order to succeed in the world, women need to work and live by the standard of men, the idea that we are equal to men, which is true in terms of our value and worth and abilities, but not so true in terms of our bodies and what works as an optimal way of living with vitality and joy. And so years of messaging around this means that many of us need to undo all of that social conditioning and relearn and practice how to be connected to our bodies in an affirming and nourishing way. Okay, so, well, why do we even want to be more present and connected to our bodies? In summary, it's necessary for self-regulation for radical self-care, for our vitality. It helps improve our emotional literacy, emotional intelligence, and emotional resilience. It gives us access to our intuition and the power of menstruality. And of course, there's pleasure, which is our birthright. So let's break it down. To start, embodiment helps us to self-regulate. Being present in the body is the essence of mindfulness. Now, the real power of mindfulness isn't just in observing our thinking. It lies in connecting with the body, what we're feeling, sensing, where we're holding tension, and even how we are breathing. An improved connection with your body helps with self-regulation because you're better able to care for your needs in life and respond more effectively to emotions. Our emotions often become trapped in the body, especially if we bottle up and suppress how we're feeling. Emotions such as anxiety, anger, fear, sadness or shame. Embodiment can help us to regulate and release these emotions safely. Secondly, and this might be obvious, but being connected to our bodies helps us to love and care for our bodies better. If you are unaware of your body's needs, if you constantly ignore or override the many messages your body is sending you, like resting when you're tired, drinking water when you're thirsty, you risk running your body into the ground until it sends you a message that you cannot ignore, like you get sick because you ignored your body's need for rest, or you get injured Because you ignored the pain signals your body was sending you telling you this movement is not okay. Or you get a headache because you ignored your body's need for water. Or you get a bout of indigestion because you ignored the signals your body sent you telling you this food doesn't agree with me. The list goes on. Being in tune with the unique messages and signals your body sends you is powerful. Your body holds so much wisdom, from the physical to emotional to energetic. And as I mentioned before, our emotions are held and felt in the body. Sensations in the body, such as that heavy dropping in the stomach when you feel fear, or a contracted tightness in the chest of anxiety, Or the butterflies in the stomach of excitement that whispers to you, yes, do it, take the leap. Learning to understand the sensations in your body can help you identify what you are feeling, expanding your emotional literacy. It can also help you make better decisions as your intuition is often accessed in your body. That gut feeling. Your body knows immediately whether something is right for you or not. Before your brain even has had the chance to go in and analyze it to bits, your body will often be able to give you a resounding yes or no. It's just a case of whether you're listening. Being more connected to our bodies helps us to know our bodies better and live in harmony with our bodies. It's a sad truth that many women often feel betrayed by their bodies, and in particular, their menstrual cycles. Menstrual cycles are often still seen as an inconvenience at best or something to be ashamed of at worst. Sadly, in this patriarchal-led society, it's been relegated as a weakness and we are taught to suppress it as much as possible so that we can function more like our male counterparts. But we are not men. Our bodies and our energy is cyclical Like mother nature and like the earth, we have our seasons that we cycle through every month. And learning to live in harmony with the seasons of our body is an incredibly powerful and beautiful thing. This concept is called menstruality. And one of the practices that I constantly use in my own life is called menstrual cycle awareness. Suppressing or ignoring our menstrual cycle tends to lead to increased problems and symptoms that often get labelled as PMS, as well as longer-term hormonal imbalances that can impact our health in major ways. If this is an area that you are concerned about, I highly recommend the work of Dr. Jolene Brighton, a nutritional biochemist and leading expert in women's medicine, and also Alyssa Vitti, who is a functional nutrition and women's hormone expert and the founder of Flow Living, and also Dr. Christiane Northrup, an obstetrician and gynecologist who is a foremost advocate of women's health and wellness. These ladies have a boatload of knowledge to help you work with your body to heal almost any women's health issue without the standard medical band-aid solution like prescribing the pill for PMS. So, what is menstruality and menstrual cycle awareness? The term menstruality was actually coined in 2001 by New Zealand psychotherapist and menstruality educator Jane Catherine Severn. She developed a comprehensive model of feminine life that she calls the four M's. Menarche, which is first bleed, the menstrual cycle, every day of every month of your menstrual years, menopause and mature life post-menopause. She created this matrix for women's lifelong psychospiritual development and was surprised that something of such significance in every woman's life had no name. So she created the term menstruality to break the silence and invisibility and to bring this knowledge to the forefront of women's wellness. And menstrual cycle awareness is the ultimate embodied mindfulness practice for women throughout their menstrual years. Like many women out there, I used to see my menstrual cycle as an inconvenient and somewhat annoying but necessary part of my life. I also used to think of it only when I was bleeding, and for the rest of the month, forgot all about it, aside from those moments that PMS reared its ugly head. Since discovering menstrual cycle awareness about four years ago, my relationship with and experience of my menstrual cycle has completely changed. I discovered this beautiful embodied practice of mindfulness and self-care where you tune into your body, mind and heart on each day of your cycle month and over time learn the unique patterns and shifts that your cycle holds for you. There are phases that you can work with, which can help to give some context. As an overview, the menstrual cycle falls into four phases, which align with the phases of the physiological hormonal changes of the body. I like thinking of them as seasons because the energy of the seasons of Mother Earth feel very resonant for me, but they can also be expressed as archetypes. So these four phases or seasons are winter or the crone archetype, which correlates with menstruation, spring or the maiden archetype. And this falls during the follicular phase, starting from when you finish bleeding, roughly days 6 to 12. And then summer, the mother archetype. This is around the time of ovulation, maybe days 13 to 19. And then autumn, the wild woman archetype, which is during the pre days 20 to around 26. Now the day numbers I gave here are an example given a standard 28-day cycle, which many women do not fall into. So the phases are something that you will discover for yourself as you do this work. Each of these phases are characterized by different energies, just like the seasons. Spring and summer are yang phases, and autumn and winter are yin phases. Understanding your strengths and challenges in each season can help you to tap into your radiance and live with greater ease, flow, energy and creative power. Obviously, there is more nuance uh, to each of these phases, and menstrual cycle awareness is a big topic and definitely something I am going to talk about more in detail in the future. And I also plan to offer a course to help women get started and dive deeper into discovering this work for themselves. For myself, Since practicing menstrual cycle awareness and nurturing my body with healthier eating habits, regular movement practices, and intentional stillness, I barely have any PMS symptoms anymore. The physical cramps took some dietary changes to fix, but the emotional symptoms, by caring for myself throughout the month, these have stabilized immensely, and I can say 100% and my partner can testify to this as well, that I haven't had a PMS mood swing in the past three or four years. For those women who don't currently have a menstrual cycle, um, you could be pregnant or any other reason, it can be helpful to use the moon as your guide uh, for doing this work. So you can follow the phases of the moon and they map uh, very similarly to a menstrual cycle. For example, new moon would correlate to your bleed, and full moon would correlate to ovulation. Okay, so what are some other ways to practice embodiment? I know some women are so used to being disconnected from their bodies, it can be a challenge to even be aware of their body's sensations. In this case, I think a three-prong approach can really help. First, there's movement. Moving your body helps you to become aware of your body and its sensations. So any form of movement, like yoga, dance, working out, or other forms of mindful movement like shaking and circling and self-touch. My live meditation classes often include an element of movement before we settle into the meditation I do this to help people get any fidgeting out of the way and to shake off excess energy and it also activates body awareness and mindfulness. And then secondly, meditation or intentional stillness. Using tools like breathwork and body scanning can all help to quieten the mind and get grounded in the body. And then finally, self-inquiry and journaling can be really helpful in processing and integrating any observations or emotions that may have arisen during the movement or meditation practice. It is also something that is key to the menstrual cycle awareness practice. So the final thing I want to talk about is pleasure and prioritizing pleasure. Pleasure is a really powerful and effective way to connect to our bodies and our senses. When I talk about pleasure, I'm not so much talking about sexual pleasure as I am about sensual pleasure. That is the pleasure of the senses of sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. Now, sexual pleasure is obviously a part of this, but it's not the only way to access pleasure. Engaging in the pleasure of our senses is a great way to become more embodied and more present in our bodies. Ask yourself genuinely, what delights me and does this serve me? Maybe you can tune in to your inner child and ask her, what delights you? The answer could surprise you. It could be as simple as, sitting in the sunshine delights me. Going for a walk amongst the trees, that delights me. Or listening to my favorite song, having a long relaxing bath with my favorite essential oils. Finding the things that delight you and then prioritizing these things is not only a great act of radical self-care, it's also a really effective way to practice embodiment and become more in tune with your body and find fulfillment and joy in life itself. Pleasure creates oxytocin, and tapping into oxytocin is the antidote to cortisol. As I said earlier in the episode, pleasure is the antidote to life's stresses and burdens. Pleasure is the balm that soothes our soul. Prioritizing pleasure nourishes and fills your heart so you can give from a heart of overflow. Okay, then. So we've reached the end of episode three. I hope you have enjoyed what you've heard today. If you have any questions or thoughts or even disagreements with what I've said, feel free to ping me on my Instagram at flowradiance. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to converse with you. Um, and. If you enjoyed what you heard and found it helpful, please do leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend that you think might enjoy it too. Sending you love and radiance to wherever you are in the world right now. Until next time.